Hey there everyone, my name's Thomas Seggy and I'm the 2019 Pride of the Hyde and welcome to Kink Closet. Uh, this is where I'm going around interviewing people in the fetish community and just to find out a bit more about them and their story. I'm joined here today by Tim Ball. Say hello. G'day, g'day. Thank you so much, Tim. And Tim it was the 2015 and 2016 Sydney Mr. Leather, is that correct? Yeah, it sure was. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so welcome to the Clean Cause. How Thank do you, you feel? Um, I'm I'm very honoured. Um, I'm. It's been a while since I've been interviewed for um, the fetish scene or any sort of leather um, interest. So um, so thank you for uh, for coming. Perfect. Thank you for having me. All right. So we'll start off with the question. Tell me who you were before you were a fetish person. Uh, I was a very timid boy who had no self-esteem and uh, was a little bit lost. So I was trying to find myself. I threw myself in the deep end of the gay world at a very young age um, and worked out uh, which subculture within the subculture um, I identified more, most with. Um, I remember going to a leather bar when I was 17 and was absolutely terrified and the guys were not very <laughs> friendly, which made it even more intimidating. I tried playing pool, you know, thinking that would be some way to connect with someone. But um, they kicked my ass and I was shaking so much I could barely hit the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, my, that was my first leather bar. But um, growing up, there weren't very many um, gay role models. And if, like in media now, they're everywhere in every sitcom and, and you know movie. But back then it was Are You Being Served or Freddie Mercury. And I, I was, always thought um, Freddie was a bit more my style than, than mm -hmm. Are You Being Served. Um, but so yeah, I, I love the look of the leather um, scene. You know, I like the um, uh, whole you know role play and all sorts of things that yep. happen within that. Um, so I guess I was kind of drawn towards that. I think growing up in a boarding school um, where gay was very much not a um, a thing that you could be, um, I was sort of drawn towards. Um, anything that was a bit more taboo or out there. I was yeah. like, you know, I wasn't just going to be, um, you know, your run-of-the-mill gay. I kind of thought I'd, sure. I wanted to be a bit more edgy than that. So I threw myself in the deep end of all sorts of different situations when I was younger and um, and don't regret many of them. It was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I certainly have tried most things twice, but... Um, all five times. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's who I was. You know, I slowly gained my... Um, confidence and uh, and uh, I think running for Sydney Mr. Leather, even though I've done a lot of growing since then, I mean, that was you know 30 years ago or something I came out, yeah. Um, but it was going for Sydney Mr. Leather was um, probably the scariest and bravest thing I've ever done, yeah. Um, not so much being public about um, being into leather or fetish, but it was more about um, I'm not very good at selling myself, you know, I'm not one of those people that okay. really believes in pageants and stuff. So to put myself out there was very scary, um, but it was actually, um, it was very good for me, I think, uh, because you know, I actually had to write down on paper and, and people you know, assess or judge or check you know, that um, you know, what involvement I did have within yep. the scene. <clears throat> and looking back, I'm actually very proud of how much I have worked within the scene and for how many, many years I've been mm -hmm. involved doing all sorts of different stuff. So. Um, it was a great sense of achievement. I was very proud to get in the top five and, um, and I, I loved being in Sydney and Mr. Leather. 
Perfect. Yeah. Um, going back to when you were going into your first time, what was going through your what was going through your head that night that you decided to venture into that leather bar? Um, I was by myself. Um, I knew whether it, it's called the stronghold is underneath the clock hotel. Mm. And, um, I was probably outside for about a good 20 minutes, just watching people come and go. I had no idea what it was going to be like inside. I thought the only the closest thing I've seen to what it might've been like was, um, the blue oyster bar, you know, um, you're saying places that for me that do not exist. No, no, it's from the police academy. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so that was my only reference to what the leather bar might be like. And so when I walked in, it was pretty much like that. And uh, so it was, it was pretty terrifying. And, um, you know, I hung out on the walls for a while, just observing and, and um, hoping that someone might say hello. <laughs> uh, and then I put my coin down on the, on the pool table and, um, and waited, you know, watched them all. They'll happy to they were loving every minute you know, watching kick, you kick, squirm yeah kicking my ass on the pool table mm. whacking the balls down and I was just you know I was shaking it was just foreplay <laughs> for them yeah that's right anyway I did go back there another time with a friend and it was the Sunday roast and and, uh, and you know I sat down and had a meal and slowly got more and more comfortable with it um, and had more gear I think the first few times I, w- I went I um, you know I tried to dress the part as much as I could um, but didn't really look look the part. I looked like a newbie. Mm. Um, I used to go to Hellfire a lot as well. Yep. Um, that was one of the first places I ever took an ecstasy, was, um, which was an interesting experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so you're there, you're at the leather bar, um, and you say you kept on getting more gear. How was gear important coming becoming important to you if it was becoming important to you um no it certainly was um i was very young i wasn't earning a lot of money um i was going out quite a bit but my life was um you know i kind of felt estranged from my school buddies and and my family and was really trying to find myself so it was um you know to fit in was a, a big thing and i remember saving up and saving up for some um leather pants from Oh, so it was on the corner of um, Oxford and Crown Street. Um, Fronty Aviator okay. jeans. And they fit like a glove and they were amazing. And they kind of, you know, moulded to my physique back then. And I still got them. I can still wear them, which is great. The top button popped off uh, at the urinal one night at, at the midnight shift. I was there uh, one of my heavier months and uh, <laughs> <laughs> was squeezing everything back into them after hanging a piss and uh, just just managed to like, you know, pull the top button closed and then it went bing, 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 bing across the, across the oh, urinal. Oh, it's like in a yeah, comic. Yeah, it was very funny. Um, but uh, I've still got them, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. There's nothing worse than having a gear malfunction happen to you. Wardrobe malfunction, big yeah. time. Yeah. I had a, um, I developed a little uh, hole in one of my pants and I was just about to, the weekend I was competing with Prada Hyde and I noticed it started getting bigger and I'm like, oh crap, I need this for the weekend. <laughs> so texted someone, 8.30 on the Saturday in the morning, getting it last minute repaired for it there. You don't forget those kind of moments. You should have just drawn a smiley face on your testicle. 
I mean, I could have. Yeah. <laughs> could have wanted me a few more supporters. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, how was the fetish community your tribe? How was it your place? Um, look, I was very proud to represent the leather fetish community overseas. And um, I have met some amazing people who are very, very close friends of mine still. Um, the It doesn't mean to say I get along with everyone or um, everyone um, likes or respects me, but it's, um, you know, I can't say the whole scene is my tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, I identify with very many different aspects of who I am, like I'm the sum total of who I am. So, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, and an uncle, a godfather, you know, a leather man, a hippie, you know, I'm a um, baker, nature boy, baker, yeah, gin maker, artist, <laughs> you know, like I, I do very many different things. I'm a sailor. Um, uh, so, you know, I've, I've got many different aspects to me, but I suppose um, in, within the gay tribe, uh, it would be the leather fetish scene. I'm just as happy in a, you know, speakeasy bar, you know, yep. with anyone. Um, as far as I mean, it's nice to be social. I really have pulled back on that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but sexually, if I'm to have sex with anyone, it's usually more on the kink and fetish yep. side of things. It's more of um, I know getting in touch with my inner pig. Yep. I bake pastel cakes and talk, you know, Elsa cakes with five year olds. So <laughs> by the time my week is over, I'm ready to like shake off that and uh, put on some leather and get a bit nasty. Get know. back to uh, get back to your roots. That's figuratively. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, just in closing, what advice would you give to someone out there getting ready for their first time? And thinking about going to a fetish or kink event, um, I would uh, say social media. This is one of the good things that social media can be for: is connect with a couple of people so that you've got a familiar face or someone that can say hello to you when you get in there and make you feel comfortable. Um, you know, it, it, people have this very warped perception that the fetish scene has to be like super serious all the time or um, but it doesn't. It can actually be very loving and supportive. And, and I think uh, if you've got someone who can um, chaperone you, show yep. you around, you know, give you a bit of um, uh, guidance or introduce you to some people or even just you know, sit down and have a drink, I think that's probably going to be um, the nicest thing that anyone could do and make you feel a lot more confident about um, exploring and, and being interested um, in knowing about the fetish scene. I mean, there's so many different aspects of it some people um are very colorful with their yep. fetishes and some people are very private some people are very hardcore some people you know it depends on everyone's interpretation of fetish just because you're a leather fetishist you know yeah um it, it's such a broad thing uh so my other advice would be um only do what you're comfortable doing yep. you know if you're curious about something for sure um try that but don't do anything that you're not um you know, confident that you want to want to do or, or explore, and just understand that you can always, you know, have a second try. You know, if, you can if, always if have a second happened. try, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, sometimes you don't know until you do do it. Um, however, just don't be too um, yeah. disgruntled if it's not right the first time. Yeah, that's right. Um, and there's some fetishes I didn't even 
think that I would like or, or you know, I kind of discovered them accidentally. You know, <laughs> you know so quite surprising. So, you know, you've got to be open to things, I suppose, as well. But, um, but yeah, just uh, stay within your comfort zone. Have your safety word. Make sure it's something you can slur. For sure. Um, we're definitely taking on the mentoring thing, especially at the height of the moment where we had all these distinction award winners and they are kind of the buddy system where people, new people, they can come up to them and yeah. they're the people who will help them and show them safe space. And as for accidental finishes, we can cover that another time. Okay, <laughs> happy to. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Tim. We're now at the end of King Closet. Thank you for coming into my King Closet. Thank you for coming into my home. Thank you. Yeah. And hopefully you coming out again on the King Closet was a good experience for you. Absolutely, and I promise you I'm going to make the next hide. Perfect. Thank yeah. you so much. It's in January for everyone listening.